Rink wide left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard and Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the Yeah, Ryan Wallace uh, in studio with us, uh, and it's good to have you here as we dissect what happened today at City National Arena. There's a lot to go over as the Vegas Golden Knights uh, are on the the back end of this unofficial bye week Mm -hmm. that they're on. Uh, Five days between games uh, on the ice at practice today. And we saw an appearance of Nick Waugh, Brett Howden, and Will Carrier all on the ice today. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But as usual, it's Monday. The opening segment belongs to you. So 702-876-1340. Since we last spoke to you, the team has gone one and one But the injuries, again, taking center stage, uh, just like through the preseason and training camp, it spilled over into uh, last week's game against the Los Angeles Kings. So where are you right now? 702-876-1340. I mean that spiritually, metaphorically, (laughs) not not physically. Although, if you want to tell me whereabouts you are, uh, I'll I'll take that. Uh, Give us a call, and uh, we'll put you on the air. The entire first segment belongs to you. Second segment will feature Brian McCormack, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. What a performance this weekend by the Little Sibs as they swept a pair from the Colorado Eagles. We'll also get into uh, what Pete DeBoer had to say coming off of uh, practice today, uh, an update on the likes of Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone, and a little bit uh, on Nick Waugh. But uh, let's go straight to the phone lines. Yeah, sounds good to me. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Hey, very good. I want to urge my fellow super fans not to injure themselves jumping <laughs> off a bandwagon because we can't <laughs> afford any more injuries at this time. But it, it would be easy to get all doom and gloom and the sky is falling. Uh, I, I said to you the other day, Ryan, I said uh, after the last preseason game, I said, yeah, it's going to be okay the way we're playing now, as long as we aren't one and four after the first five games. Well, now that doesn't sound like so much of a joke anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sad to say it doesn't. And then the sixth game is at Colorado. So how about one and five? Uh, it's, it's scary. I do want to say that the defense looks really good and is intact. And I was at practice today and we can still win games two to one, three to two. And I think that's the way we're going to have to win them here. One goal games and low scoring affairs, but at the risk of uh, stealing our own thunder for our two and the five o'clock segment, mm-hmm. uh, Max Pacioretty, while he's out uh, week to week right now with what Pete DeBoer describes as a fracture, uh, we don't know the, seriousness of Mark Stone. As Pete DeBoer put it today, he's uh, was seeing a doctor at an appointment today. Uh, should have an update on that tomorrow. The rest of it is positive. 
from the sightings of Carrier and Waugh and Brett Howden. Yeah, I think when you have an opportunity to get some players back in the lineup you expected to have at the start of the season, that is positive. Now, granted, we are still kind of waiting on Mark Stone, but if you can insert Will Carrier, if you can insert uh, potentially Nick Waugh, and that might be a little different, uh, but Brett Howden for sure, I think that gives the Golden Knights a little bit different look. It also solidifies the depth, and when you're looking at 2-1 games, 3-2 games, you're going to need depth contributions, and getting those guys back helps that. Line open at 702-876-1340. Yanmark was not on the ice today. No. Nope. Uh, he remains in COVID protocol, I'm assuming. Uh, there is uh, no Peyton Krebs on the ice today because he played on the weekend with the Henderson Silver Knights. As we slide over to Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm Okay. I um I think that um, knowing that uh, Waugh, Carrier, and Howden were skating today is really positive, and it actually makes me hope that if Mark Stone is still injured, that he doesn't come back feeling 75-80%. I would rather him stay out. If we're getting some of our other players back, I would rather him stay out and come back, you know, 95-100% really ready to go than come back and risk getting re-injured because he's not quite ready to come back. And I know that sounds scary, seeing as how Patches is already going to be out for so long. But, you know, it's just, in the long term, taking an extra game to get better feels just so... And, and like, I'm going to be there at the game on Wednesday, and I would, you know, be so sad not to get to see Mark Stone. But if it meant that we get a more healthy Mark Stone for the remainder of the season, like, just do that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think when it comes to the health of Mark Stone, the the most important thing for the Golden Knights right now is to make sure that their captain, when he returns, is 100% healthy. Whatever the outlook is, however long that's going to take, you want to make sure that that happens. Because for this team right now, it's still a team that has expectations. It's still a team that wants to win hockey games and get to the playoffs. And if you have an opportunity to to really make sure Mark Stone is good to go and healthy, that's what you do. And you have a bunch of guys that you're hoping will step up and fill some of that production that's lost if Mark Stone's going to be out longer than, you know, day-to-day or week-to-week. Stephanie, if you have a chance, yeah. uh, give the post-game show a call on Wednesday. Let us know how the night was, uh, how you enjoyed it. I will definitely try to, guys. There's uh, Stephanie on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, line three is now open, 702-876-1340. Uh, how are you feeling uh, after you've had a couple of days to digest the injuries and then the loss to Los Angeles? And in some ways, I think the injuries got overshadowed a little bit because the performance was so polar opposite to what we looked at against the Seattle Kraken. And then on the flip side of that, I felt like, boy, that uh, that performance was wiped clean because everybody was worried about uh, what we heard about Max Pacioretty, and that's uh, also Mark Stone leaving the game in such um, concerning fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that initially in the hours after that that game against Los Angeles, there was certainly more, this is a frustrating way to lose. I, I the team shouldn't look this way in game number two, but that as the information comes out on Max Pacioretty, as we're still awaiting word on Mark Stone and the severity of, of his injury, that that narrative, I think, has changed to, okay, you put that behind you, you've got this five-day mini break, 
And you have to start kind of figuring some things out and, and understanding what this team has to look like in the coming days, the next couple of weeks, to win hockey games. Get to your calls in just a minute, 702-876-1340. I just want to run through the list, though, before we get back to the phone lines. Nick Waugh, today in a red non-contact sweater, yeah. but did all the drills, mm-hmm. so, yeah. which was really encouraging. It didn't look like he was holding anything back. Then you have Brett Howden, Will Carrier, Matthias Janmark, Mark Stone, and Max Pacioretty. You know how freaky odd it is <laughs> that you've got six <laughs> veterans out yeah. of the lineup and all six are forwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, like it's it's you couldn't really draw this up, right? Like you couldn't expect this would be a thing that happened to the Golden Knights two games into the season. You know, like at some point during the year, there will be injuries and right. they will pile up. You usually think that that's you know thirty forty games in, but right now two games in, that is just unlucky for Vegas. Forward depth is a real key to this organization. It's mm-hmm. as good as it's ever been, and. This one, though, is going to take a big chunk out of uh, that depth. And you're going to get some looks. Like we we saw on Thursday night, an all-rookie of fourth line, Mm -hmm. an opportunity uh, there for players. And there's going to be further opportunity for some of these players, uh, whether or not you get Mark Stone back on Wednesday night when they come off this break or not, uh, depending on what the doctors uh, have to say. Pete DeBoer did say uh, after the game on Thursday there was something that he was dealing with before, and it just kind of locked up. Uh, So I think there's a a hint of optimism of the way that looked at the time and then what Pete DeBoer said. That's kind of countered by Max Pacioretty being out. Pacioretty and Stone have never both been out of the lineup at the same time since Stone joined the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. It's crazy. It's They've had a, a good, amazing run here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that, that run continues and, and they get Mark Stone back in the lineup. Uh, we should know uh, a little bit more. But the encouraging factors is Brett Howden did everything uh, today. Uh, Will Carrier did everything today. Uh, they were both on the, uh, on the ice. And Nick Waugh, while he was in that red non-contact jersey, looked really strong. Yeah, and for you know, for Nick, I think that you're just you're waiting to see what the next couple of days look like, right? You you get out on the ice, you go through the drills. How are you feeling in the coming days? What does that recovery process look like? And you know, I think the hope and the expectation for the Golden Knights is you get him back potentially Wednesday. That's another player that you and I have talked about at previous times that gives you a little bit of of, of something offensively. We both like his game. We both know that in an elevated role. He's he's shown flashes, and you're going to need guys to step in and, and fill in the, that that production. So how are you feeling? Well, you're driving on, down the 215. You're on the 15, uh, heading out of town, coming back into town. How are you feeling about the VGK? One and one uh, to start this season, uh, to kick it off. Uh, but uh, two very different games: the emotional win over the expansion Seattle Kraken in their first game, and then the disappointing result though, with more injuries uh, coming out of the game against Los Angeles. And then you've got this five-day break before facing. Last year's division rival, uh, the St. Louis Blues. This year, a team from the the, the Central Division. But this is a club that's kind of kicking it old school now. Like we're going back to 1718, early season injuries, where at that time it was the goalies. Now it's the forwards. Uh, and who's got to be your number one line? Back in 17, mm-hmm. Carlson, Carlson, Riley Smith, and Jonathan Marcheseau. 
it's falling on their shoulders now. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be it's going to be very important for that line to find some production and to be consistent in every facet of the game. And you know, the good news for Pete DeBoer is you know what that line brings to the table night in and night out. You know how responsible they are defensively, you know how good they are in their own zone, but you also know how they can take over games offensively too. They're just going to need to be able to do that. And you know, it's going to take a lot from the rest of the team to be able to kind of get those positive shifts in the right direction. But when you're looking at a line that you can depend on, that you can rely on, you, you can't do much worse than the Misfits. They've been so good and so consistent for so long for the Golden Knights. James and Stan, we will get to you in just a little bit. But Lou, welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, I got to ask, do you think this is the curse of the flower manifesting itself? Uh, no, but I could see how you'd uh, bring that that about. I, I give you, Papa Lou, all the credit in the world for coming up with that kind of spin because uh, I love conspiracy theories. I didn't know that hey, about I'll, you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm massively into conspiracy theories, and I know that you're joking and you're mocking me about that, but I love them. Yeah, we'll run with this one. Why not? Hey, um, I'll tell you, I, I think right now is going to be, you know, you talk about the forwards, and obviously, you know, that's going to be kind of a, you know, playing the shell game and figuring out who's going where. But, man, this is going to be time for the for the defense to step up and try to start contributing more to the scoring. You know, uh, Petrangelo, Theodore, uh, even Martinez, those guys, it, it's, it's really going to be time for them to, you know, probably pinch a little bit more, take a few more chances to try to get a few more pucks in the net because uh, it's it's kind of all hands on deck right now. You know, I, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Lou. When you look at the Golden Knights and, and you look at some of the players that you would expect to step up in the absence of Max Pacioretty in that production, the first name really that comes to mind to me is Alex Petrangelo and and then Shea Theodore shortly thereafter. We know that a lot of the offense drives through the defensemen for the Golden Knights, getting shots through from the point, looking for those rebounds, looking for deflections and tips. And you just see it in the way that Alex Petrangelo plays. He's comfortable. He's all over the offensive zone. I think he has even more of a green light to create offense. And Theodore, even more so. I mean, Lou, uh, Respond to what Ryan had to say, because then I've got a, uh, just a, a footnote on that. Well, you know, Petrangelo, I mean, it's only been a couple games in and, you know, the preseason, but he uh, he has seemed to pop a little bit more, uh, you know, than he was last season. I mean, it hasn't really amounted to too much yet, but at least he's being more offensively aggressive. And, uh, again, if you can get a couple more guys, in a, you know, a Theodore or, or and, and, you know, probably a Martinez to, to step up same way um i i think that they you know are going to be okay curses i curses uh there's papa <laughs> lou uh thanks for the call appreciate it be good pal yeah there's lou uh on the vgk insider show uh line open uh james and ted get back to you in just a little bit uh the footnote that i wanted to bring up is shay theodore met with the media today and he acknowledged that yeah, he's going to push the pace a little bit. And he had a conversation with Pete DeBoer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about creating more offense and not at the not the risk of giving up chances, but maybe if it's 50-50, he, he takes that extra rush or that extra uh, risk uh, 
to be able to generate something. And this being an Olympic year, it all funnels together. Wednesday night, the general manager of the Olympic team is going to be in the building in Doug Armstrong. Uh, the assistant coach of the Olympic team is going to be in the building in Pete DeBoer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of conversation that that will be had, and that's a, a big stage every time you play a Tampa Bay for for Team Tan- Canada. Anyway, a Tampa Bay with John Cooper or uh, a St. Louis with the the general manager and Doug Armstrong, Boston, uh, the New York Islanders as well. So, uh, if if there was ever a game where I could circle and say Shea Theodore made you something special, or we may see a lot of Shea Theodore. You may hear Dan and Gary uh, on the broadcast talking about Shea Theodore a lot. It's Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, you know, for Shea, it's it's all about recognizing those moments where he can jump into the play. He can jump into the rush or extend plays in the offensive zone. And I think that this opportunity in front of him, it's it's different than another player. It's just a matter of getting the green light a little bit more and, and, as you mentioned, not necessarily risking everything defensively, but just maybe a, maybe a puck that ordinarily you don't go for a 50, 50 puck that you're a little bit more conservative on that turns into a play that you extend in the offensive zone. And it turns into some, some really good looks for the golden Knights. So from the back end, Petrangelo Theodore, that's where I think a lot of the, production you're losing in Max Pacioretty, that's where it's going to come from for the Golden Knights. Thursday's pregame show on television, Darren Elliott uh, did a great job highlighting the fourth player in the rush mm-hmm. and how that defenseman is always pushing up. And he had an example of uh, Nick Hag. He had an example of Alec Martinez. He had an example of uh, Alex Petrangelo. And a couple of times it was Petrangelo to Martinez or Petrangelo was at the net <laughs> looking up and seeing Martinez right beside him. And uh, Nick Hag taking the shot in the opener uh, off that rush that Max Pacioretty tipped home. It's funny. All the examples that we showed were great at illustrating pushing the pace and jumping into it. But none of them included Shea. Mm-hmm. Now you really need Shea and you need... Shea to help out with the power play because power play goals even more important now going forward 100% than ever before. I would say it was a nuisance before. Now it's imperative. Mm-hmm. And as valuable and skilled as Shea Theodore is, uh, I think you'll see a lot of Shea uh, in the same breath of uh, Martinez, Petrangelo, or Haig. Tough defensive structure. Mm-hmm. Power play goals. Like, that's the recipe for the Golden Knights, right? Like, you're looking at the next little while until we have a definitive answer on what on, on how long Mark Stone may be out. You're looking for a team to be a pain in the butt to play against. And I think the Golden Knights have the personnel and the horses to do that defensively. And then you're looking for, on the power play, you let difference makers make a difference. And and that's going to have to come through Petrangelo and Theodore. You're going to have to look to, to, to Donoff to, to make an impact there. Same thing with Nolan Patrick. But I think you you can make it work for the Golden Knights because it's, it's an opportunity for a lot of players. And I, I, I hesitate to go back to year one because that was such a, a crazy um, compounding situation. But... For the first time, really, in Vegas since year one, there's opportunity for players to go out and maybe redefine their role a little bit. And I think that's important. And a little us against the world. Sure. Absolutely. Type attitude. Absolutely. 
be able to go out there uh, because you don't have your two biggest offensive players mm-hmm. in Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone, who also happens to be your captain. Never mind your swing guys in Nick Waugh, Will Carrier, and uh, Brett Howden. Now, hopefully that comes around on, on Wednesday. Last call, by the way, if you want to get involved in this opening segment at 702-876-1340, uh, an opportunity to uh, have your say uh, on this uh, Monday. Every Monday is yours. We invite you to take advantage of us. Just give us uh, your feeling, where your compass is pointing to right now. It may be the best one-on-one team I've seen in a long time with one of the weirdest vibes about it because of the injuries <laughs> that occurred and the way they lost to, to the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, nothing went right in that Kings game. Right. Nothing went right at all. There was there was no jump. There was just a weird vibe around that game all night long. And then cherry on top, Mark Stone's injury. And then, you know, you, you, you kind of remove yourself for a day from that. And then you find out about Max Pacioretty. It is a very, very tough pill early on in the season, but adversity is important. Mm -hmm. The ability to overcome adversity is important. And for the Golden Knights, this is a test. And for me, when when you look at this through the lens of a fan, you look at this as an opportunity for the team to get better. You look at this for, as an opportunity for everyone else to get their game in order to, to play a system that will, will allow you to win hockey games. And then when you get those two guys back, think of how much better you're going to be for it. And Alex Tuck. Yeah. That's, down, down the road, right? Absolutely. So you've, there's, there's seven forwards. I, I forgot about Tuck being out of the lineup. <laughs> I just counted out the guys that uh, are somewhat on on the radar right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, But Alex Tuck uh, is is out of the lineup. And, like, losing losing them all at the same time and not being available at the same time is really uh, challenging for the coaching staff to put together lines. What, there was three lines today at practice? Mm -hmm. Now, some of that is because uh, the kids that were sent to Henderson played four games last week, and they gave them a day off. Sure. Peyton Krebs, uh, Dorothy, uh, whoever, uh, Jake Lasition, mm-hmm. uh, all candidates to come back up. Krebs, uh, Pete DeBoer admitted, would would have been at practice today had he not played four games last week and played in six of seven uh, preseason games. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about his performance with the Henderson Silver Knights in just a little bit uh, with, with Brian McCormick. But adversity, yeah, there's it creates uh, a sense of uh, urgency with your team. Uh, after Thursday, I think it's definitely an opportunity to, for the coach to get everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. And nobody would have liked that uh, and, and how that went down. So I, I think it's a, a welcoming thing or something that you can embrace at this stage of the season. It, game 42, game 72, you'd be a little concerned with something like that. Mm -hmm. But right now, you're one-on-one, and you're fighting through something. Let's see what happens. For me, you take two of the most talented players on your roster out of the lineup. And again, we we caution on Mark Stone. It's possible he could play Wednesday. We have no idea. There's no real understanding of what that timeline looks like right now. But as it stands, you take two of the most talented players off of the line, off of the roster. How do you how do you win games now? 
by outworking everybody else. And I think that that's a good thing for the Golden Knights as you move forward because you can always put in the work. Mm -hmm. And for me, knowing that at some point you get that talent back, if you have that identity of of hard to play against, outworking everybody, it's only going to make you better in the long run. Didn't think we'd see the Misfits again. But they're kind of back. It's their time to shine. It's the Misfits line, and it's the VGK kicking it old school, 2017 edition. Uh, thanks for your calls. Appreciate it. Uh, sorry, kind of rambled there. Uh, we got to move on because Brian McCormick's uh, on the phone and waiting. So we're going to take a break, come back with the report from the Henderson Silver Knights and uh, update on a brilliant weekend by Peyton Krebs and one other player that is kind of flying under the radar right now. It's the VGK Insider Show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. I woke up today and thought, is it 2014? Like, I normally have trouble with the day. I never have any clue really what date it is. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, 2014. See the three stars of the week? Kopitar. Well done. done. Ovechkin. Mm -hmm. Is it? It's 2014. Yeah, pretty much. Ice ice baby. The the top four scorers in the league right now. Dowdy's in there. It's it's wild. He dominated the game. He did dominate the game. He did. Uh, Here is uh, Brian McCormick, who dominated the weekend uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights. He's the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, He had a a convincing 5-4 shootout win on Friday, all due to McCormick's call. And then he was brilliant in defense, uh, teaming up with Logan Thompson in a very big win yesterday in a sweep of the Colorado Eagles. And today he was on the golf course as the Henderson Silver Knights uh, were part of their first annual golf tournament. Uh, Brian McCormick, what a weekend for you. Hey, guys. Uh, I didn't golf today. I was there just uh, administrating. But just like the uh, the comments you made about Friday and, and Sunday, I am always happy to share in the credit of other people's great accomplishments. So uh, today was, a, I think, a scramble golf tournament. So if I were playing, I would have been doing the same. What a, a performance by Peyton Krebs after playing in a couple of National Hockey League games, turning around and putting up uh, a couple of multi-point performances on the board and going to the American Hockey League. Yeah, he had uh, two assists on Friday and then three on Sunday, and I think part of that was you know the power play was working, uh, working for Colorado for that matter as well. Uh, but you know the power play is working, and uh, Peyton Krebs is serving as a, a distributor. He's going to rack up his points. One of the things that's impressive, and you know, we're just this year, whether it's at the VGK level or at the HSK level, depending on uh, if, he, if there's bouncing back and forth or not, um, we're going to see more of his game in, in the in the professional setting. There's a subtlety to it. Sometimes he'll make a, a, a setup pass, and you're like, "Wow, only a few guys can can do that, or even have the vision or the idea to do to try that pass." And then other times, you realize as pucks go in, he's on the ice, and he's just tack on assist, tack on assist, tack on assist. You know, he had he had three assists on Sunday, and for portions of it, you know, he he didn't do anything brilliant, jaw dropping, Harlem Globetrotter esque. So I, I guess my point being is is that you know, really good players, really consistent players, even look in the you know the NHL players who have you know ninety points in North a game. You know, sometimes they're racking it up just because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're responsible. They're making good decisions on the puck, and non flashy plays result in the puck being in the place it's supposed to be in. 
uh, and, and the degree of finish helps as well. The Silver Knights scored four goals on Friday, not counting the shootout, and they had six yesterday. So, you know, Krebs being on the ice a lot, power play opportunities existing, uh, and him just doing smart, heady, responsible things with the puck uh, is going to lead to points. And in a weekend where he didn't do anything that was worthy of the, the highlight reel, he's a five-point guy in two games. I mean, that's the kind of just steady production that, that uh, well, allows a team to score 11 goals in two days. Pop quiz, uh, Ryan, how many games do the Vegas Golden Knights play this year? I'd be 82. Uh, pop quiz, Brian, how many games do the HSK play this year? HSK will play 68. 68. What are the chances that uh, Peyton Krebs plays 150 games this year? Because <laughs> right now he's already played, he's played every game that the VGK has played, and he's played every game the HSK has played. We were talking about that today, actually. We were like, and, and the poor guy last year, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but between the World Juniors and the HSK and Winnipeg, and Bay, we know he can do it. We know he can yes. pretty much play every day if you get him a, a plane to get to where he's got to get to. Um, but, you know, he's he, uh, he, he played really, really well over the weekend, and uh, obviously he made the VGK out of training camp, and I think the benefit of the early going schedule for the Vegas Golden Knights and both the VGK and the HSK are banged up injury wise. Um, but just this little gap in the schedule for the VGK where they had, you know, basically almost a week without games gave them an opportunity to send, you know, Peyton Krebs down, uh, and, and uh, you know, a couple other players who've been back and forth, uh, to, to just get game time and to, to have it be a productive, useful week. And that's been, uh, a benefit for the uh, for the month of October, especially again when both teams are, are digging deep now to find what their what their depth looks like. I may have the facts wrong, but I don't care. But I wanted to see him p- pull a Jimmy Johnson and 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 do like the Indy 500 and the Coca Cola 500 in the same day, a NASCAR <laughs> IndyCar race. I need I need to see him play in the National League and the American League in the same day. Well, what other what other sports uh, are there? There's there's uh, what other sports can Peyton Krebs play? Deion Sanders had yeah. a touchdown and a home run in the same day, right? Right. I'm, actually, I'm trying to actually, actually, as you bring this up, I'm, I think, I'm very, very sure I'm right about this. Rocco Grimaldi hmm. scored a goal in the NHL. He played, he definitely played. I think he played, he didn't score a goal. He played in the NHL and the AHL on the same day because he was at the San Antonio Rampage. They had like a school kids' day game at like 1030 in the morning. And in like the second period, he got called up. He went to the airport, jumped in a plane and flew. And then played for the, uh, I think it was the Panthers that was the affiliation then. So I think Rocco Grimaldi actually has played in both leagues in one day. It has been done. Well, now we got to beat that. We can't have <laughs> Rocco having this record. I got, yeah, and see, this is where you're great, Darren and Ryan, and I'm not. You, Darren has asked like four trivia questions in the five minutes I've been on the phone. Mm-hmm. I had a great trivia question there, and I just blurted it out myself. Yeah. What a waste. I didn't even think it was allowed. I was like being tongue in cheek, and then all of a sudden you come across with this nugget that is worth a million dollars that Rocco Grimaldi played mm-hmm. in both leagues in the same day. Now here's what, the thing: what if it's not, what if it's not allowed? He got away with it. Now Rocco Grimaldi's going to get a phone call for something that happened five years ago. And oh, who's the loudmouth who said that? Carolina only played uh, like two exhibition games, and that's not allowed either. Nothing's <laughs> happened to them. So uh, like, uh, although uh, Evander Kane he ran a uh, foul of the rules and he's, he got whacked with a big suspension today that we'll tell everybody about. Uh, Brian McCormick uh, is making stuff up as we go along here uh, on the VGK <laughs> Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
You know, it, it's interesting when you talk about Peyton and you, you mentioned the subtlety and, and I look at the ability to play the, these two games over the course of the weekend as another confidence builder, right? It's a confidence builder to make the team out of camp, but it's a confidence builder going down, playing hockey and having points stick to you, knowing that there's going to be a bigger opportunity for Peyton around the corner with the injuries to, to Max Pacioretty for sure. And the update we're hoping to get on Mark Stone how how important was this weekend or is this weekend going to be for Peyton's game at the NHL level from a confidence perspective? Yeah, you know, right. It's, it's an interesting question because I don't know how it's – how to phrase this best. There is no lack of confidence with Peyton Krebs. You know, there, there's swagger without ego. He knows he's supposed to be putting up points, so, you know, he just does his job. Uh, and I think one of the things that, that is beneficial for, for him is that he's at a young age – and he's playing well, and he's productive. He's not supposed to be anything right now, right? You, you get to a point with certain players where you're like, okay, it's you know, third year of his deal, or it's been a little while. It's this is put up or shut up time. It really isn't for Peyton Krebs. You know, if he if he's in the VGK lineup, that's tremendous, and he's doing his job and doing what the coaches want, and still growing and developing. If he's in the HSK, that's where they want him to be too. For him to be playing in in, in Henderson when he's in Henderson is completely appropriate. And if he's playing up five points in two games while he's doing it, it, it's almost reaffirming. Like, okay, good. He's, he's just as ready for AHL hockey as we thought he was. Terrific. Let's bring him back up and, and hope he keeps doing what he's done in his, his first uh, snippet of, of NHL ice time. So, you know, for Krebs, he's young. And we always talk about young as, oh, there's unlimited potential. But there's also a really high time ceiling. If Peyton Krebs played every minute in, in Henderson the rest of the year, it would be exactly where it is appropriate for him to be. And if he's playing at a, above a point-per-game level, Mazel Tov, all the best, all the better. So I, I think for, for Peyton Krebs, there's a great weekend. He put up a lot of points. The team scored goals. Daniil Miramanov had uh, goals in back-to-back games. Everyone who you wanted to see have a headline kind of weekend for the Silver Knights did. And that's really beneficial. And, and you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. But for Peyton Krebs to put up the numbers he put up this weekend, yes, it's great, it's tremendous, it'll make him feel good about himself, as he should, but there's no pressure on him to accomplish anything more than what he's already doing. And what he's already doing, again, is putting up two points a game. You know, Brian, I'm glad you brought up Daniil Miramanov because you told me last week that he's not going to score every game, but I, I would say that over the course of the weekend, that's been proven wrong. Like, this guy has an ability and a nose for the net, and he just knows where to go to find opportunities. Well, I never thought William Shatner was going to go to space either, and he did that too. So I make my living on being wrong. Uh, but we talked about this a lot on the, during the game yesterday. Gary Lawless was, was in the booth with me. And what's really impressive about Daniil Miramanov, uh, and Jamie Hewitt attributed this to being that you know he used to play forward and he transitioned to defense. So moving the puck, using his boots, getting up ice, he has a bit of a forwards mindset and a forwards approach. You know, Instead of being the first pass defenseman, which he's capable of, He's the wheel around the net and take off. That first pass sometimes comes at the blue line, not the goal line. But when he has the puck in the offensive zone, he's not looking always to get it to the net. He's not looking to get it through that first wave of shot blockers to see if he you know, creates some chaos down low. He's shooting for open twine. So he's able to, especially on the power play, take a step left, take a step right, open things up for himself a little bit, and if he can, he's picking a corner. He's not shooting for rebounds. He's not shooting for sticks. He's shooting a score. And this weekend, at least, he had a lot of room to do that. But what's really beneficial is 
you know, the goals he scored in preseason for uh, for EGK were from the hash marks in. He worked his way down low. That's great. That's creative. Sounds good. But what he did this past weekend was bombs away from the tops of the circles and up. So he finds net from distance. He finds space from distance. He's got confidence in his shot. Uh, and, again, I don't know if the Silver Knights are going to have six power plays a game throughout the season. I think everyone will eventually settle into their structure, and we'll see. You know, the, the first weekend of, of any season is a little loosey-goosey for everybody, NHL or AHL. But he's being put in offensive positions. The uh, the uh, Silver Knights back end played well this weekend, but it's very banged up. They've got a few players who just joined them at the end of the camp on PTOs, guys like Brandon Hickey and Tarek Hammond. So there's a lot of ice for Ian McCaution and Daniil Marimanov, who played very well together. Uh, and uh, Daniil Marimanov being out there in those high offensive situations capitalized uh, basically at every turn. You know who else found space from distance? William Shatner. <laughs> just trying to tie it all together for you. You know, it all makes sense. It does. Can you just talk to him though, because his exploits, both in training camp and now the first week of the American Hockey League, has has added to a conversation that people want to see him mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League, and I just want to like calm everybody that I don't think it's going to happen. There's there's a, a learning curve that has to take place with Mir Mana right now the, uh, when it comes to his own zone. And, yeah, it's it's wonderful what we're seeing. And go watch the Henderson Silver Knights because it's spectacular. But it don't expect to see him in the National Hockey League anytime soon. I'm, I'm talking the next uh, month or so. Sure, and and taking nothing away at all from what he did this weekend. No, at all. no. Um, I think it's yeah, great. I know you're not. I know you're not. But even even what this small sample size, first weekend of the season, he he didn't have a point in six games last year when he first came over and was getting acclimated to the American Hockey League. Everyone, everyone's allowed to not score a goal every day or not put up points every day. He had a a prolific weekend. But again, look across the board. It was a six three game. It was a five four shootout game on opening night. There were a lot of goals to be had in what was a pretty wide-open style of hockey. And, you know, the HSK, they're not the only ones that don't have their full-strength lineup. Colorado basically had their entire top line called up. Dylan Secura, Jason Megna, they all got called up to the Avalanche right before the game on Friday. So, again, Daniil Marimov was brilliant this weekend. And the whole point of playing in the American Hockey League, especially when you're a prospect, is that's great. Can you do it again? He did it again. Can you do it better? We'll see him do it better. Everyone... Everyone proves themselves over the course of several games, weeks, months to climb up. That's, that's what the AHL is. It's about winning and it's about development, sure, but we use development as such a, just a throwaway word. It's about proving yourself. It is a testing ground. It is a laboratory for skill and responsibility. Uh, and Daniil Miramov did great things in the first two games, and I'm sure if he can continue to do them, it's going to have everybody's attention. So it's, it's fun. It's flashy. It makes... I'm sure. I'm sure it makes the fans want to see more. I bet management wants to see a bit more too. I bet they're they're paying attention. It's like, okay, let's let's see him do it in Abbotsford. Let's see what he can do at the end of the month against Bakersfield. That's that's a point of interest. But what is interesting is for for Daniil Marimanov is he's fun. Uh, he for for of the Russian trio, his English is terrific because he played juniors in the Quebec Major Junior League. So he, he, he knows spent English more time in Canada than I have. <laughs> he's got charisma. He's, he enjoys doing things. He likes doing interviews. So he, he's, he's a very outgoing personality, and he loves being the interpreter for Pavel Dorofiev and, uh, and Maxim Marishev. So I guess the reason I bring that up is, is that things are going very well right now for Daniil Miramanov. He's showing a skill set that he possesses. 
uh, and he also has the kind of outgoing personality that this is fun for him right now. So, again, no need to rush anything for any player uh, in the Silver Knights lineup, but for Daniel Marimanov, for, for now, Score goals, put points, win games, have fun, and the rest will take care of itself. Last one to Ryan, but uh, was Miramanov the guy at the podium uh, when you fell off the chair during the press conference during the preseason? No, no, that was Nolan Patrick. Oh, right. And uh, Paul Cotter. That's right. They didn't laugh. They didn't think it was funny at all. I thought it was hilarious. I think it was Paul Cutter. He didn't come up again. No, no, sorry. If it was Paul Cutter, it would have come up. I'd have a nickname by now. It was, I think it was Nolan Patrick and, and Brett Howden, I think is who it was. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, Brian yeah. McCormick. <laughs> they didn't find it funny. They said, oh, we'll never see this clown again. No. <laughs> So, you know, Brian, I, obviously we've we've spent a lot of time talking about Peyton Krebs and Daniil Mirmanoff, some of the younger players. But, you know, obviously you look at the weekend, you look at the numbers put up by Sven Berchi, and it's a goal and to assist three points over two games. The ultimate goal, I think, for Berchi is to get back to the NHL. And you look at kind of the opportunity that might be there for uh, Berchi to do that with the injuries to the Golden Knights. How important of a weekend is it? Uh, just getting his feet wet, but also putting up some points because of what's going on with the big club in Vegas. Yeah, you know, good good for him to get acclimated, of course. It's a, it's a new organization for him. I think one thing that stood out to me is you can see the the savvy that comes from a player who's played significant time in the NHL. The goal he scored yesterday, it's a power play goal. He gets it at the top of the left circle and doesn't so much shimmy as he does just kind of delay just drag the puck in about four inches from you know out to into his feet to change the angle a little bit and then he snaps a wrister that goes it went through the legs of Roland McHugh in the defense and from behind him so the reason I bring this all up is Bergey he wasn't just waiting for the the guy sliding to block the shot to clear the path he waited for him to start to get up again and that's when that little seam opened that he fires it through McEwen and through Hunter Miska to, to score the goal you, you see there's a patience uh, for him that everyone can learn from, especially in a power play setting. So you absolutely can see the savvy of what he, you know, what he is as, as an NHLer. Um, I, I imagine for a VGK perspective, it'll be a matter of you know, how can his tools complement the space he's filling. He would go up there in a bottom six capacity, presumably if he was going to be brought up. That's how it more often than not happens as, as everything kind of shifts upwards. Um, you know, so is he going to be a responsible defensive forward? Is he going to be a player who, uh, you know, can be bullish on the forecheck and, and bang bodies around a little bit? You know, he's again, he's done this. He's played 200 games in the National Hockey League. They know what he is. The uh, the important thing for him at the HSK level is if, if you're going to be an NHL player in the, in the AHL, produce, put up points, be a consistent, impactful player, uh, you know, and be the reason that the Henderson Silver Knights win hockey games night in, night out. Uh, he was that for the first weekend, absolutely. Uh, and you can see the elements that are going to be beneficial for the for the young guys like Peyton Krebs was on his line. Peyton Krebs is going to get is going to absorb things from Sven Berti in terms of the patience and the allowing plays to develop. He already knows how to do that, but you can learn that from a guy who's been around as long as Sven Berti has. Uh, and the toolkit Sven Berti has always had, he still has. And when Kelly McCrimmon needs it, he'll know what to call. These tools would like to give you a compliment. Uh, you're my uh, new favorite guest, and I think I think Wallace is on board as well. Yeah, I'm right there. That is that is really high praise, but I appreciate you guys letting me hang out and uh, talk hockey. Usually, when I talk hockey, I'm talking to myself, so it's great talk with you, fellas. Yeah, it's uh, not bad. 
every every now and then it uh, it comes in handy having uh, having somebody just to bounce opinions off of. And well, e- even though we're we're not the smartest people in the world, we'll stay still take your opinions. Well, let me reciprocate. Yours is my favorite show to join. <laughs> How many shows have you been asked to join lately? Well, I, I always have to say no to them because I said Darren and Ryan, they could call any minute. i got to keep myself free. Uh, have fun. You're up in Abbotsford uh, this weekend. Enjoy that trip. I will. I appreciate it. Sven Berti is a former member of the Abbotsford Heat, so he'll Ooh, know all the hot spots too. to visit. Uh, yes, a big air show up in Abbotsford, one of the best in the world. It's not on this weekend, but I just thought I'd throw out some useless Abbotsford trivia for you. I saw the Concorde fly over there one, one time. Uh, there you go. Uh, Brian, uh, have safe travels. Okay, Bal? Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Brian McCormick, uh, voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, with us. So we're going to take a break, come back, and uh, reset you for hour number two. If you missed uh, any of that conversation with Brian McCormick, make sure that you download the podcast. It's available right after we sign off. Uh, VGK Insider Show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Uh, we got ourselves a massive suspension in the National Hockey League to tell you about. Plus some sound from today's media session. I uh, also want to talk to you guys a little bit. We did some on-ice demonstrations, like run-throughs today, with oh, yeah. uh, Shane Knighty, Derek Anglin, and Darren Elliott. And, like, breakouts mm-hmm. and Robin Leonard style. And then we did changing, like, at the bench and how crazy mm-hmm. that can be at times and everything. Yep. And I tried to hop over the boards. Oh, wow. Like into the bench, but do it. Uh, it didn't work out very well. I've never done that before. Being what, like the, the goalie all yeah, the time. I've point. never done that before. It was terrible. I hope there's I, video of you that didn't, circulating. There is. There oh, is. yes, yes. I fell over. I was like rolled over the boards. Everything feeling limber? Are you good? No. I've no. now got a sore back. and stuff. Really? But then 90 makes it look so easy. Well, well he, he's done it professionally yeah, yeah. for a long, long time. <laughs> Did you know? So... I didn't know that there was, because I'm never there, mm-hmm. but when players go on the ice, they hop over the boards. Mm-hmm. But then they when open they the door. they off the ice, yeah. they go through the gate. I didn't know it was so structured. <laughs> why, why did they make you get off the ice over the boards? Because we were talking about it, and oh. we were talking about, and Shane was making fun of how he might, he might not be uh, stretched out enough sure. to hop over the boards. I yeah. said, I'll do it. Oh, boy. Boom. Thump. Lost the mic and everything. You got to let us know who's got the video of that. Uh, Chris Jones has it. That needs to be like. And then we were doing the breakout thing, and we Elliot and I were just the extras as as England went D to D, and then they came around the net and Mm -hmm. headband the puck. Yep. Almost caused a collision with (laughs) uh, with Derek England because I again I don't know what I'm doing as a winger. Yeah. No idea. Well, come at on. least Darren Elliott plays defense on Friday afternoon hockey or Friday night hockey. Well, you got to play out every now and again. Never. Why not? I tried it one time you in my score? fifty years. Yeah. I've tried it one time uh-huh. as a like a, a kid and adult, mm-hmm. and I was so out of water. I'm like, I'd rather let in ten goals, but and like, just feel like I know what I'm doing. But don't you want to score? And then Dreger made fun of me nonstop. Oh well, that's funny. That's and, good. And so I, I bailed and went back to net. And it's boring just sitting there on the bench. You guys don't like. You guys don't even talk. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys just hang out. Like, okay, who's next? No, who's no, got no. no. Like, that's boring. It, Give me some I, stories in, while in, you're on the bench. In my experience, I'm too busy catching my breath to be able to tell a story. I can't. Like, the 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 cardio for me is gone. Like, I thought it'd be fun to sit in the it. middle of the bench because you all this chirping and hey, what's going on? Nothing. 
You guys just sit there and watch the game. How dull is that? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I, I, really? I want some talking. Yeah. 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 Not that we'll get, I not that I, mean, I have we'll get, any experience we'll get you with out. that. We'll get you out to play a game. We'll see how much yeah, talking you, know you do you know in the what? middle of it. It's funny you mentioned that because I when we leave. Can you the, raise your hand when you want to talk? Well, no, I'm not gonna I'm not in grade school. So we're walking through City National leaving, and I noticed there's a sign for learn how to play for adults. Yeah. So I I may actually sign up so I can learn good. how to skate and get out there and I can score on you. Good. That part's not happening, but <laughs> good. Uh, I think I think uh, honestly, I think you should do that because I think you would appreciate and understand the game. Yeah, so I, much. I think it, it would be good yeah. for me to learn a lot more than mm-hmm. you probably have a better. And then you can do it for driving when you're done with that. Sure. I don't have any idea what that means, but okay. It means you go to driving school. Oh, I know how to drive. Uh, when we're going to come back, we are going to chat about the big suspension of the National Hockey League, some sound from today's practice, and uh, a couple of other things that are on the tip of my tongue regarding NHL news and notes in our one-timer segment. I'm really looking forward to bouncing this off, you guys. It's our number two, the VGK Insider Show, coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.